Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. We're going to Exodus chapter 13 this morning. Exodus chapter 13. And uh, man, you can't beat a morning in the house of God like this, can you? Man, you leave here, go get a hot dog, apple pie, Chevrolet. You'll be just fine, amen? We're in Exodus chapter 13. And Moses said unto the people, verse number 3, Exodus 13 and verse number 3, Moses said unto the people, remember this day, in the which in which ye came out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, for by strength of hand, the Lord brought you out from this place, there shall no leavened bread be eaten. And verse number four, this day came ye out in the month of Abib. This chapter here is going to be very insightful to everything we're going to talk about this morning, and let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I I thank you for what our hearts have felt Lord, I just pray that everything that's been done to this point has been a a sweet-smelling savor of our love and our passion for you. And although many of us were not doing the singing of the specials, the choir, we were singing as a congregation and lifting our voice toward heaven. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that we're here this morning by design. We're not here by happenstance. We're here by your sovereignty. And God, I thank you for your guiding hand. Lord, may we walk away on this day having a deeper appreciation for our freedom, for the liberty that we have in you, dear God. Thank you for your son. Thank you for salvation. Lord, bless us on this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. America celebrates her patriotism on three distinct days. November 11th, this is the day each year that we honor our veterans. They are the men and lady, ladies who are living that left our society for a little bit and served their country and did their part and then they came home and they walk among us and with memories, they walk among us with a part of their life being dissected and be taken out and Unfortunately, because of the horrors of battle and sometimes being in the military, depending on where you were positioned, that little bit of time now becomes the glasses from which you view everything. It now becomes the life you live on a continuum based on the short time that you served our country. And for those of you that are veterans here today, I think all of us say thank you uh, for taking time away and doing that for us so that we could enjoy our freedom. July 4th is the day we celebrate that the adoption of the Declaration of Independence. It was on that day that the original colonies set themselves free from British rule. And may I say on behalf of that day, thank God that we are a free nation. Praise the Lord. And then Memorial Day is the day that we honor those who gave their lives in service to our country. 
Many do not know this, and maybe you do a little bit of trivia, from 1868 until 1970, Memorial Day was always observed on May 30th. But beginning in 1971, Memorial Day has been officially observed on the last Monday in May. If my mom was here right now, she could give us all the backstory about all the holidays. And my mama is under the impression uh, that you put up the white shoes at a certain point and then you don't take them back out until a certain point. And how many live that way? That is your golden rule. Okay, I wouldn't admit it either. And uh, so, but on, on Memorial Day, there are men and women who their day, This is the day that we look back through history and we kind of think about what it was like for those men and those women on that day, that day, that they lived in constant fear. But on that day, when they woke up, they did not know on that day that that would be their last day. On that day, when they got dressed, on that day, when they tied their shoes, on that day, when they made their bunk on that day, when they left their tents on that day, when they ate breakfast maybe on that day, they did not know that they would not be returning to that place. They didn't know. They lived in constant fear. And as I was preparing for this morning by just binge reading for some time now about the different stories about men and women who they would leave a diary or their buddies would come back, or their leader, their sergeants, or whoever was responsible would come back and pack up their stuff. And then the memories their buddies would tell about, I just saw them at breakfast. I I looked over at them, and one moment they're there, and we're talking, and then the next moment they are not there. And maybe some veterans who are here today, or maybe be listening to me, Maybe this is so real and what I'm saying to where it's just words for me, but maybe it's real life for you. We are here today to honor the men and the women who took our freedom seriously enough that they decided that the best place to secure our freedom was on the front line, and they gave their life. Some gave their life right away. Some did not even know what had happened to them. Some, it was the click. Some, it was just gone. Others sustained injuries that medicine could not take away the pain. And they were quickly transferred to some type of secure place to where they received the best medical attention. Maybe they were taken to Germany. Maybe they were taken to a ship offshore. Maybe they were taken to some place in a safe zone. And then they succumbed to their injuries. And there they gave their life. You see, tomorrow should not be just a day. Tomorrow should be a day that at some point during your day, you look at the freedom that you have. And then you stop and you offer a prayer to the Lord. Thank you, dear God, that what our country is and who the people of this country are in their hearts, they are people who mimic our values. 
you, you can let people say what they want to say, but this country was built upon the values of Christianity. We are so Christian that we allow other religions to exist. But this country was built upon sacrifice. No other religion would send their people into harm's way to secure freedom. Other religions send their people into harm's way to secure their eternity for self. But I love America, and I think back all the way to all the wars, and military.com tells us that from the Revolutionary War until 2020, there have been over 646,000 American troops that have died in battle. They died on that day to give us freedom. But today I want to transition, as Brother John did in the song, and today I want to transition to thank Jesus Christ for giving his life on Calvary to secure you and I eternal freedom. But we've got the best of both worlds. We not only live in a free country, but if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you get to go to freedom for eternity. We don't have to live in bondage now, and we don't have to live in bondage after we die. We don't have to live in hell now, and we don't have to live in hell after we die. All because one person called Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the ultimate soldier, went to the hill called Mount Calvary, and he gave his life. No man took his life. No man forced him to lay his arms down on the cross. Ladies and gentlemen, he gave his life. He placed himself in a position so that you and I would not be damned to go to hell for eternity. He did that for us. Would you look at Exodus chapter 13, verse 3? I love this. I could have picked a lot of passages throughout the scripture and I was having a fun time trying to decide which passage do I pick. There are so many. Exodus 13, 3. And Moses said unto the people, remember this day. Now, now, ladies and gentlemen, this is our family. This is our forefathers in the Old Testament. And don't ever listen to somebody that says the Old Testament is irrelevant and it doesn't count for today. Yes, it does. That, that Old Testament that you have in your Bible right now, it gives us stories back there that are just signposts that point all the way down to a Christ and a Savior who would come and die on an old rugged cross for us. I love the stories of the Old Testament. When our people were coming out of the land of Egypt, when they were in bondage for over 430 years, God delivered them. And Moses said to the people, remember this day. What day? The day God brought you out of Egypt. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we must not confuse God bringing them out of Egypt for the reason they could get out of Egypt. I want, you to, I want you to listen to that again. Please do not confuse them coming out of Egypt for the reason that they could get out of Egypt. These are two different talking points, and they're two different theological discussions. The story of Exodus, of the Exodus from Egypt, is such a wonderful picture of salvation and sanctification. The freedom from Egypt was made possible because of the shed blood that was applied 
to the doorpost in Egypt. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? Sometimes we want to qualify somebody's salvation by how far they've gotten out of Egypt. You don't qualify somebody's salvation by how far they got out of Egypt. You qualify somebody's salvation by the shed blood of Jesus Christ and the applying of that shed blood. Egypt to the people of God forever represented a dark time in their history. God wanted them never to forget. Don't forget the place that you had been in bondage, Egypt. Don't forget the people you had become in Egypt, bondmen. And don't forget the person responsible for bringing you out of Egypt, God. Oh, let's not confuse that. You didn't get here because of the Moseses in your life. You got here because of God. And I find this very interesting that God said, when you get to the month of Abib, when you get to that month, everybody better stop and everybody better understand that it was this month. That God did something wonderful in the lives of our family. Can I stand here today as a second generation believer? How many are second generation believers right here? You were, yeah, second, let me tell you something. We got here because God delivered our parents out of Egypt. We got here because God started back there with grandma and grandpa the month of Abib. In Exodus 13, 4, 23, 15, Abib, the month of newly ripened grain. Abib, the first of the Jewish ecclesiastical year and the seventh of the civil year. Abib, which was later called Nisan after the captivity in Nehemiah. On the 15th day of the month of Abib, the harvest was begun by gathering a sheaf of barley, which was offered unto the Lord on the 16th. On the 10th of this month of Abib, the Passover lamb was set apart. The Passover lamb was killed on the 14th towards sunset and eaten the same evening uh, after the 15th day had begun. The seven days from the 15th to the 21st of Abib were inclusive. It was the feast of the unleavened bread and then the closing with the solemn assembly. It was very important to God that every year they arrived at the month of Abib that they would stop and they would say, do you know what month this is? This is the month that God delivered us out of Egypt. This is the best picture of the exodus of salvation and sanctification. If you want to give this a title, it would be this, my spiritual memorial day. I want you to travel back. What month was it that you found Jesus Christ as your Savior? When was it that the shed blood of Jesus that was always existing Did y'all hear that? The shed blood of Jesus was waiting, was waiting, was waiting for you to take your hyssop faith, for you to take that hyssop, your faith, and dip it in that blood and then walk to the doorpost of your soul and apply that blood to your soul so you could be eternally saved. What, what month was it for you? It was March for me. Every time I get to March, I always think to myself, I'll be, this is the month. This is the time that Christ saved me. The only thing that made their freedom from Egypt possible. Now we're getting ready to go someplace. The only thing that made their freedom from Egypt possible 
was the shed blood and the applied blood. This is the only thing that made it possible for them to be free. You see, everybody's looking for freedom without the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Religion will help you find freedom through 12 steps or a society or some type of ritual. But Christianity is based on this one fact, that you can't get to freedom until somebody sheds blood. And that blood of that lamb shed and that blood of that lamb applied is what gave them power to walk out of Egypt. Their freedom to head to the promised land was secured by the shed blood of that lamb. Please listen. Their freedom was not secured through the works of God. You see, God flexed his mighty arms when he turned the water to blood. But that didn't free him. What you think about this? You see, many people claim salvation because they've seen the work of God. Ladies and gentlemen, God has been flexing his mighty arm in your life to show you his power. It wasn't the water being turned into blood. This did not set them free. This made them aware. The frogs and the taking away of the frogs did not set them free. This just made them step back and say, there's a God. Only God can turn this water into blood. Only God can give us frogs and then take them away. Only God could give lice. I hate lice. One day, years ago, Kelly, you'll remember this, years ago, it broke out. And I was the youth pastor, and all of a sudden, these girls had lice. They had it bad. And all of a sudden, what do you do with a group of girls who got lice? With hair all the way down. We brought those girls to the house. We bought so many jars of mayonnaise. We bought shower caps. And I stood there, and although I didn't have it, right now some of you are itching because you're like, uh, uh. I was baptizing one day. I hate lice. I had to stop on this point. To, I hate lice. One day I was baptizing, and I put this lady under the water. Okay, lice. You see, it was not the work of God. God turned the water to blood, but that didn't free them. God brought frogs and took frogs away, but that didn't free them. God brought lice to your row, and it now is still there, and, but that didn't free them. God brought flies. God took the livestock and gave them a disease. God sent boils. God sent thunderstorm of hail and fire. God sent locusts. God sent darkness. But ladies and gentlemen, none of the works of God set them free. And if you're here today and you're saying, well, I must be saved, look at what God is doing in my life. God is trying to bring you to a point to where you recognize he's powerful, he's almighty, and it's only as simple as this. Take a lamb. Shed that blood. Dip it in hyssop. Then go out and apply it. Well, that's crazy. 
We've been through water to blood. We've been through flies. We've been through all of this. Surely God will deliver us. No. God's just been flexing his mighty arms. But you and I do not get to freedom. We do not arrive at the victorious Christian life until the blood is applied. Pharaoh did not lose his grip on the children of God until that night when the death angel passed over. Y'all, listen, I'm about to tell you. If you're here today and you're putting your faith in the fact that you've seen God work, well, I must be saved because I've seen God do this. I must be saved because I've seen God do this. Well, I have to be a child of God because I've seen God do this. Ladies and gentlemen, when he shed that blood over 2,000 years ago, it's been sitting just waiting for you to do the only thing necessary, and that is to take the hyssop of your faith and dip your faith in that blood and trust Jesus Christ in him alone. Put your faith in the person of Jesus Christ and that he died on an old rugged cross and that he shed his blood and let him give you true freedom. What, what got them out of Egypt? They didn't get out of Egypt because of the miracles. They got out of Egypt because of the blood. For I will pass through the land. In fact, go back a chapter. You can read it with me, Exodus 12, 12. I want you to go there if you would. Exodus 12, 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. And will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When I smite the land of Egypt, and this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations, and ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. When was the day that you took your faith and you put it in what Jesus did for you on the cross. Not faith in faith. Not faith, I've seen God do some miracles. Not faith in words, but faith in what Jesus Christ did for you. Why can't I find freedom? Why can't I get out from underneath this bondage? Why can't I just find what everybody else has you can't find it when the water goes back to water you don't find it when the frogs no longer exist you don't find it when there is no lice and there is no flies and the livestock is healthy and there is no boils and the thunderstorm is not hail and fire and there is no locust and there is no darkness and sometimes pharaoh when god led up pharaoh went right back to who he was when God let up, Pharaoh went right back to who he was. 
And then the children of Israel went right back to who they were. But they needed deliverance. And deliverance did not come because of the works of God. Deliverance came because of the blood of the Lamb. If you're here today and you do not know Christ as your Savior, you can. You can. You see that cross behind me, if you can see it in the baptistry? There's nobody on it. It's not a crucifix. It's a cross. It's an empty cross. That means he died. But that means more than that. That empty cross represents he was buried and he's alive. And that blood that he shed way back there has been sitting for over 2,000 years and it's just been waiting. It's just been waiting for you and I to come to grips with this. I must take my faith and dip it in that blood and I must ask him to be my savior. If I were to come to you right now and I were to ask you, when is your spiritual memorial? When did you put your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for you on the old rugged cross? If there is in you, and, and please listen I'm about to tell you, if there is in you any hesitation, it doesn't matter. If there's any hesitation, then we're going to give an invitation here right now. And church member, listen. If there's any hesitation and you are like, Pastor, I, I really am struggling with this. Then let us pray with you. It doesn't mean that you're odd. It, do, it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. You know what it just means? That God had to work through the frogs and the lice and the flies and the darkness. <laughs> and God just has had to show himself mighty so that you would trust his son. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.